Anyway, we're back. Uh, what's going on, guys? We are doing UFC 273, Volkanovski vs. Korean Zombie. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I thought Korean Zombie was coming in for somebody else. But uh, he looked pretty good off his last fight. Pretty damn good, actually. But um, Alexander Volkanovski, I mean, just ridiculous how, guy, how good this guy looks. This guy just looks unstoppable lately. And uh, we'll get into that. I'm going to start from the bottom and go to the top here. Uh, the most note, I want to go most notable, you know what I mean? Most, um, biggest fights to the top, you know what I mean? So, I don't want to crap on some of the, um, prelim stuff, but when you get to the last five, six fights, it pretty much makes your, makes your main card. But we got, uh, good notables like, uh, Jared Vandera. Alexi Olenek, uh, Mike Malott, uh, Mickey Gall, Pennington Ladd, Fluffy Hernandez, which I talked about Fluffy Hernandez already. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, it, it's all in good fun. I'm not making fun of the guy, but um, if you're, if we know what a Dirty Sanchez is, you know, what do you say when you got some big old burly dude? Hey man, me and the old lady were uh, hitting it off last night, and uh, I gave her a, I gave her a fluffy Hernandez. What would you, what would you call that? Go ahead and comment on that. However you want to do it, um, however it's available. Tell me what a fluffy Hernandez is. So that's my question for the last show. That's my question for this show, this episode. So if you will. But very impressive win for Alexi Olinick, taking on Jared Vandera. Uh, Jared's looked good, man. He's had some nice knockouts in his in his career. Uh, impressive dude at times. Um, but Alexi Olenek is just the bowling constrictor, man. It just he's just got it, man. You know, he's not a um, he's not a top top five guy, top ten guy. I'll even throw that out there. Not even a top ten guy, but when he gets a hold of his opponent. He he lends creed you know credence to that name, um, bowel constrictor, and he just submission scarf hold, you know that's what they got written down here. So, and I mean that, so that's what you call it. But six submission man, I mean the guy just comes out of nowhere with this shit. The, the I know the last couple he had like a choke on on a dude on top of him. The guy would be on top of him ready to just rain down bombs, and he grabs hold of him and chokes him from the top from the bottom position. It's crazy, man. Like like Sam Tripoli would say, this guy's like a power bottom. You know, talking about Klaus Schwab. <laughs> totally another topic, but I just thought it was funny. Uh, Sam Tripoli calls uh, Klaus Schwab a power bottom. So <laughs> there you go. Alexei Olenek, power bottom of chokes. But um, anyway, all jokes aside, Mike Malott looking very impressive um, with his, I believe it was his debut. Don't. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty damn sure it was his debut. Um, just TKO smashing Mickey Gull. You know, Mickey Gull's been on a rough road, man. It kind of sucks for the guy, but I, uh, I, I, yeah, I feel for him. But at the same time, it's like, you know, hey, Dana, feed me TSCM Punk. You know, hey, you got fed CM Punk, then, you know, you got to rise to the occasion after that. You know, no knocking on him, man. I hope he comes back and does great. He looked awfully tanned for that fight, though, didn't he? I noticed, I'm like, Mickey Gall, 
That's like, is that Mickey Gall's Mexican friend or Mexican? <laughs> he just looked very tan for his, uh, his fight there. But, um, maybe it's where they, where they fought at. It's like a hotter climate that he's, what, he, what he's used to. Who knows? But anyway, like I said, jokes aside, Raquel Pennington, Aspen Ladd, both awesome girls, man. Awesome, fun girls to watch, man. But Raquel, Raquel Pennington pulls it out, man. Great performance, man. Raquel Pennington, as usual, just always goes out, always looks good. And uh, no complaints, man. No complaints with how she performs. You know, and Aspen Ladd, I mean, just very tough, very tough girl, man. And she's, uh, she's earned the right to be in there with a lot of these girls. But it's like, hey, you know, a couple of tough times here. Let's get a closer look on Aspen Ladd here. Yeah, Nerma, Nerma Dumont, uh, Jermaine Durandamy, some, some nasty uh, nasty losses here. She's 9-3, though. She saw her, her, her most recent losses have been in the last not even three years yet. So let's not, let's not crap on her yet, you know what I mean? We don't want to do that yet. We don't want to do that anyway. But so I mean, twenty-seven years old, man. She's got a whole, she's got a whole, you know, decade in front of her, man. Really, you know, if not more. So still, still, uh, still very smart. She's very smart, and she's uh, very smart chick, man. A very, uh, very bright future. So. But, man, excellent uh, job by Raquel Pennington, man. And you see her. We'll do a little little, little quick uh, look at her. 33 years old, still very young, man. 14 and 8. You know, and that's, let's take a look here. She's uh, 4 and 1 in her last five. Her last loss was to Holly Holm in January of 2020. So, I mean, she's going on a nice little run here. That, that's that's fantastic, man. It's great. Macy Chasen, uh Marion Renault, uh, and then Aspen Ladd, and then you got uh, Panny Kianza Dad. I, I don't, I don't know, a, I don't know a ton about that girl, but but uh, Irene Aldana, another win for before uh, the Holly Holm fight. But yeah, we're going, we're going back three, four years here. We get into Jerrine uh, Durandamy loss, November two thousand eighteen. You know, we're getting into. Four years ago here, three and a half. But like I said, man, she's looking impressive. You know, as usual, per usual. You know, and it's like I said, Hernandez uh, taking on Josh Fremd, which is an unusual last name. I, I'm like, is that Framo? The way they had it typed out on the UFC little TV presentation, whatever, it looked like Framo. I'm like, is that Framo or Fremd? Then the way they were saying it, well, somebody said Framo in there, and then somebody corrected them and said Fremd. So it was like, okay, well, what is it here, guys? But now we're seeing, I'm seeing on other pages, different, you know, different uh, card listings and stuff like that. It's uh, F-R-E-M-D. So Fremd. But uh, good showing, dude. Josh Fremd looked good, too. But just decision loss to Hernandez. And Ian Gary, you know, Ian Gary's looked really, really good. Still undefeated. He's nine and zero now. Let's take a closer look here. Yeah, nine and zero, age twenty four. It's fantastic, man. These guy looks really good. Um, in terms of like what makes him look really, really good, I haven't done like a, a deep dive or nothing like that. But it's like it's just good, good, solid striking. 
you know, I, I wouldn't say like crazy uh, ground game, but you know, I can be wrong there too. I haven't like done a real deep dive on that guy because I'm, I'm just getting back into things after like a a healthy layoff, you know, like a good five year, six year layoff. So and Darian Darian Weeks, in my opinion, you know, looks strong, like a tough, very tough guy. You know, Ian Gary was landing some bombs on this guy, and this guy was returning some nice bombs too. But this guy's got a crazy chin, Darian Weeks. I'm interested interested even in, in him even in him losing. I'm interested to see what he comes back with. You know, Ian Gary, hey man, sky's the limit, man. Keep going, keep going, keep learning. You know. And he looks good. Marco Manson, I I, uh, I like his uh, performance against uh, Benj Pichel, but I still I, st- I still just can't get on board with the Mar- Marco Manson. You know, maybe it's because he's not. I mean, UFC. I don't know if it was their mistake or just my, or my mistake, <laughs> but they talked him up so much for the first time he fought a couple fights ago. He fought. Clay Guida in his last fight, you know, and they showed, oh, yeah, he's got improved striking and everything, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I I didn't think he did that great against Clay Guida. I really didn't. You know, and I think the fight before that, I was like, okay, what? Why are they guys, why are they blowing this guy up so much to be something special when it just seemed like, like he had his debut in UFC in 2000, September 2019. Took whatever six months off, came back, beat Austin, Austin uh, Hubbard, and then took a year and a half off and beat Clay Guida, and comes back uh, whatever you know six seven months later, and faces Vince Pichel. I mean, you're looking at a guy that's 37 years old. He's an Olympian. That's great. That's that's fantastic. I'm, I'm not going to take it away from him. And he's still undefeated. I like it, but it's like. We got to remember, UFC is looking to make money off this guy. So if they can keep him undefeated, people are going to be watching. So, and UFC has just entered Hollywoodness, you know, with this whole signing with the, um, I don't even know how to say the, I, uh, William Morris, I, IMG, whatever, whatever new, new uh, owners they have that they just sold to whatever, a few years ago by now. But, um, and that's a whole big thing, man. You can look that up. Uh, I, like I said, IMG. I think it's IMG. William Morris or something like that. I might be saying that totally wrong. Is William Morris, uh, Marlboro Cigarettes, or is it? <laughs> it's something Morris. There's a Morris in there. But anyway, um, Marco Manson, I, I like it. I'm just, at, at 37 years old, I'm not seeing him heading anywhere anywhere near a uh, title shot. You know, it's like he's coming in here probably just looking to make some money. And get ahead and 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 do well, and, and that's great. That's I no no knocking him at all, but it's like it's a really really late start at UFC, even three four years ago at age thirty four thirty three, it's a really late start. So it tells me that UFC was clamoring to get this guy because he's you know undefeated and whatnot. So. You know, not not saying that that other other promotions aren't doing the same thing. You know, Bellator is clamoring to get certain guys to sign with them, and and PFL and and everything else. Like, um, what's the girl that just signed with PFL again? Still saying that hey, there's not there's this doesn't mean there's I'm not still aiming for 
Amanda Nunes and Cyborg, which I'm talking about, uh, damn it, man, PFL champ, girl champion. Why am I forgetting her name? But you guys know what I'm talking about, the diehards. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, shit. She just, she just, you know, she just won a fight a couple months ago, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm going to move along here, man. Keep it rolling. Mackenzie Dern, very, very close fight, man. There were times I thought, Mackenzie Dern's going to lose this one, man. Tisha Torres looks so good. But Mackenzie pulled it out. I mean, by the skin of her, by the skin of her shorts, man. I'm telling you. Just bare. I, I think she just barely pulled that out. But, but I think both girls look really good in that fight. We could probably watch that fight again in the next promotion. We might see a totally different fight. You know, next promotion. Next event. And we could uh, see a totally different fight. Who knows? But these girls are both. I mean, Tisha Torres, I don't think, even took a loss that night. She looked so good. Both girls looked so good. There couldn't have been a loss for someone watching them both. You know, their technique. Everything was on point. A lot of scrambles. A lot of craziness on the feet. And uh, it was really impressive, man. Impressive to see. But uh, Mackenzie Dern pulled out. I was kind of glad because I like Mackenzie Dern a lot. And uh, she's on, I think she's on a four-fight win streak, I think. Well, let, me, let me take a look, look here real quick. No, no, no. I'm wrong. Marina uh, Rodriguez beat her. And then before that, she was on a four-fight win streak. Okay, my bad. So in her last five, she's four and one. And Marina Rodriguez was her last loss. And that was a main event. It was a UFC fight night, 194. October 2021. So, yeah, she comes back. It's a loss against probably just as good a opponent, in my opinion. But, you know, we'll see, man. Shit. Okay, moving along here. But, yeah, hats off, man, to both these girls. Uh, Dern and Torres, man. Big hats off. Comes out Jemiah. Everybody talks about this guy. Every Obviously, I've been watching this guy like crazy, man. Smash, you know, smash. It's just crazy what this guy's done so far. But I'm sorry, man. You get in there with the Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns almost, almost knocked the champion on his ass. Had him kind of reeling a little bit. You know, talking about Usman. It was nasty, man. It was really, really nasty. Gilbert Burns, you know, kind of started to fade a little bit in that fight. You know, and Usman took over, but it just showed Gilbert Burns wasn't going to have it to where you're not just going to run over me, and and uh, it's not going to be easy night for you. And he proved it again with Hamzat Chimaev, which I I thought the fight could have went either way, but the judges gave it to Chimaev, and uh, unanimous decision. Mike Beltran was the ref, which we all know Mike Beltran, crazy ass beard hanging down to the floor and shit. Uh, but he's usually got it wrapped up in his shirt until, like, it's time to let it all hang out. And then he lets it all hang out. <laughs> uh, but, real, you know, a great performance in losing for Gilbert Burns. I mean, I thought it was a great fight. There was there was times where he, you know, a few times, not not a lot. I mean, two or three times where he had Hamza, like, oh, shit. That guy just, just clocked me. And... I better collect myself and, and figure this out before I get put out. And, you know, he just needs to stop looking past 
his current opponents. And I think this guy proved it to him. Don't look past anybody because you're going to get your ass wrecked, especially now that you're entering the you know, top 10, top 5 after facing a number 2 opponent, which I thought that was a little bit topsy-turvy. It's like, okay, he's number 11. You're giving him a number 5. You probably could have made more money off this if you gave him, you know, a number five rather than a number two, but maybe he already has. Who knows? I, I don't know. I didn't look at the records to see if he did or not, but anyway, he's in the top five now, so we'll see Hamzat maybe take on the champ next. I don't know if they confirmed that. I don't think they did, but we'll see. And what, the biggest, craziest moment of the night, in my opinion, Aljamain Sterling, which I thought, I thought we were going to see the same fight we saw the first time. And, of course, Piotr Jan did as well. He thought he was going to come in here and just smoke Aljamain Sterling. i got to give a lot of props to Aljamain Sterling. I counted him out completely, and I was wrong. I slapped myself in the face a few times over it just to, you know, pay respect and uh, to tell myself, you don't, don't do that again. And uh, No, but <laughs> goofy jokes aside, Piotr Jan dropped the ball, and, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, that as a diss to Aljamain Sterling because, I mean, just straight up, I'm not saying that as a diss. Piotr Jan did not show up like he did the last fight. I just think he, I just don't think he was excited for this fight because I think he felt that he won that fight, but the illegal knee, I, you know what, Aljamain Sterling, I think based on the whole thing, how everything went down, Piotr Jan was like, I'm not excited for this. I already knew I beat this guy but I just fucked up, so I'm not excited for this at all. And Aljamain Sterling was like, I'm super excited for this. I have the belt right now. I have to fucking, I have to solidify this and make sure that I actually beat this guy. So, And then, you know what? Being with the camp that he's with, which is uh, Sarah Longo, uh, Matt Sarah and Ray Longo train Aljamain Sterling. Them guys are really good at game plans. To, you know, Ray Longo especially. You know, not taking anything from Matt Serra. Matt Serra, he's got a wealth of knowledge. But Matt uh, Ray Longo was the guy that when uh, Chris Weidman fought Anderson Silva for the second time, he said, all right, I want to show you. This is big shit, man. He said, I'm going to show you destruction. Anderson Silva is going to kick your legs like crazy. What you got to do is you got to aim your knee towards the kick. And Anderson Silva's going to hit the hardest part of your knee. That's real, man. That's that's what that's what Ray Longo, uh, ex-kickboxer, showed Chris Weidman. And Chris Weidman implemented it, and Anderson Silva broke his leg. So that's how they, that's how they took out Anderson Silva with their game plan. And what did they do with Piotr Jan? Put him on his back. He's got nowhere to go. He's not great off his back. Take him out of his comfort zone and and own him with it. And that's exactly what they did. Many props to Aljamain Sterling and many props to the camp because they riz above the occasion. And uh, awesome job, Aljo, man, really, really, when you when you come down to it. It's an awesome job. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky and uh, Korean Zombie, man. You got to love Korean Zombie, man. The guy will take on anybody, anytime, anywhere. Same with Alexander Volkanovsky. Really, the same. Volkanovsky had one loss on his career. One loss. I think it was very early on, too. I think he's on a, what is, what's the, the win streak? He lost to Corey Nelson 
2013. He hasn't lost since 2013. I mean, it's, it's fucking nuts, man. That's that's crazy. He's almost 10 years undefeated. This guy could be topping, you know, Jose Aldo and, and some of these other guys that have gone 10 years undefeated, 9 years undefeated. You know, right now he is, literally, 2013, 2000, May 2023, he'll be 10 years undefeated. Vader Emelianenko hasn't done 10 years. He did 9. So... It's pretty crazy, man, when this guy's falling off. And he's facing all the big guys. We have Brian Ortega, Max Holloway twice, Jose Aldo, Chad Mendez, Darren Elkins, which Darren Elkins, you can never. I mean, Darren Elkins is a fucking nut. Uh, you know, then you got Jeremy Kent. You, we're starting to go really down the line like five years ago, six years ago. But, I mean, the guy worked his way all the way up to the top of the UFC, and he's still smashing motherfuckers. So, he's age 33. 33... At his weight class, a lot of people feel is like your strongest. So, and if it's not, if he's a little bit, even a little bit uh, outside of that strongest point, it's like he still makes it look good, man. 24 and 1, it's, it's just fucking amazing the way this guy looks. But I will say, you know, you can't, you can't be upset with a uh, Korean zombie. You know, even in losing, you know, it was a, uh, what was it, decision loss? Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. TKO punches. Fuck. Round four. And, of course, Alexander uh, Volkanovsky finishing this fight late in the fight. It just goes to show you, you can never, you can never sleep. Never, never back, you know, never, I was going to say backpedal. It's not, it's not even a backpedal. It's never shy away from this guy. Pay attention at all times, man. Always. Always look eye, Danielson. Don't, yeah, don't sleep on this dude, man. This dude will put you to, put you to bed. But I would say, man, as a pay-per-view, like, still, man, I would say the last probably year, two years, UFC's still, still lacking, man. I mean, some of, don't get me wrong, some of them have been really, really good. And I'm not even talking about all pay-per-views. A lot, some of the car, like, I would say the, uh, shit. In terms of what happens at a card, the, uh, the heavyweight that just fought. He was on Michael Bisbang's show. Damn it, man. What's the fuck's, what the fuck's his name? Uh, what he fought... Uh, Volk- uh, no, he fought... Not Volkanovsky, but he fought... Uh, you know what I'm saying. Alexander Volkov. Um, shit, the fuck is that guy's name, man? Starting to piss me off. But you guys know what card I'm talking about. It was it was a free card. If as long as you're a, a ESPN Plus member, it was a fight night. It wasn't a pay per view, nothing like that. The entire night was insane. There was like so many finishes. This night on this pay per view card was like, I I think pre, pre, predominantly it was all decisions, TKO and TKO for the last fight. Two TKOs all night. The rest were all decisions. I mean that, you know, I hate to I hate to just say it, but it's like from a from a fan that's like a new fan, that's not going to grab a new fan, man. Bare knuckle boxing is going to grab a new fan more than UFC would when it comes to like a bunch of decision fights. Yeah, sure, it was a great fight. People want to see. It's just it's the truth, man. People want to see finishes, you know. And some of these guys, I don't want to I don't want to shit on them, but it's like it just goes back to that thing where you either you either want to see. People that are kicking ass, you don't want to see somebody that's fighting just hard enough not to lose. You know, and I think we we could say that we've seen that 
in a lot of UFC cards in like in the last year, year and a half, when a lot of these guys are dropping off. A lot of these guys are retiring and stuff like that. You know, we've had a lot of guys retire. You know, some of them come back, but a lot of guys retired in the last in the last five years. It's crazy how many guys have retired. If you look back at some of the old UFC cards, dating back three, four, five years, it's crazy how many guys have dropped off. But anyway, just a thought. You know, UFC is still really pedaling hard trying to find new stars, and they're doing a good job at it. But it's just that's a tough game, man. They've got so many guys that have dropped off their roster. You know, just with retirements. Um, just leaving the game as a whole, whether they retire or not, or, or go to another promotion or whatnot. And it's like, and they don't always do don't always do that well when they leave. But still, they go where they make more money. And even Dan has even come out and said, you know, hey, some of these guys are going to leave. They're going to go and make more money somewhere else, and that's fine. But you know, he still believes that you know, when you fight in the UFC, you fight the best. It's like, well. <laughs> A lot of people are changing their minds with that. It's like, look, you got a short, a fighter has a short career. We're talking like at best, like 15 years, you know, maybe 20 years, depending on your weight class, something like that. You know what I mean? That's what I've noticed. You know, some guys, if they, it, it depends on momentum. You know, if some guy's got a crazy momentum and he's in there 20 years, you know, like a Cub Swanson's a great example. He's just. Another another announcement. Cub Swanson's gonna be made uh, UFC Hall of Fame. Fucking totally deserves it. With the last fight that he had, go go look at Cub Swanson's record and look at his last fight. That was probably one of his best performances ever. That fight proves that he should be in the UFC Hall of Fame. And that guy's next to retiring. You know what I mean? So it's UFC is losing fighters like mad. So. But all hats off, man. All hats off. All respect to Cub Swanson. My gosh. That guy has entertained me thoroughly throughout his entire career. So that is what gets him the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. That unbelievable entertainment from a guy like that. Like I said, man, if you could find all his little fights, you know, his fights throughout his whole career, if you could find those, that guy's one of the most entertaining fighters to watch. Crazy, crazy entertainment. So anyway, man, I hope you guys like it. Uh, wherever you are, uh, comment, like it, share it. And I'll see you next time, man. Fight and crime. Logging off, man. See you guys. Take care.